Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter of 2020 Von Nelson International Small Cap Review. In the fourth quarter of 2020, the Von Nelson International Small Cap returned 18.78% gross, 18.41% net. That's compared to the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at 17.27%. Which brings the year-to-date total for the Von Nelson International Small Cap to 17 0.09% gross, 15.54% net. Again, against the, uh, the MSCI EFA small cap index at 12.34%. With me today is portfolio manager Marco Priani. And with that, Marco, I will turn things over to you. We will be discussing the fourth quarter 2020 performance of Van Nolson International Small Cap Strategy which invests in small capitalization companies in developed markets outside of the US. The universe is comprised of roughly 60% of Western European companies, 30% of Japanese companies, and the remaining 10% in companies of countries such as Australia and Singapore. The fourth quarter was eventful, and the Van Nelson International Small Cap Portfolio outperformed its benchmark under very dynamic circumstances, in a quarter that is also among the best performing ones in absolute terms within the history of the strategy. An important element in the absolute performance was the weakness in the US dollar, something that contributed around 5% of the returns when compared to the returns in local currency. In the term of the last 12 months, the US dollar has depreciated around 700 basis points against the basket of currencies within our universe. A key piece of information that drove returns was the positive outcome of the vaccine trials that was made public around mid-November. The market read from this that sooner or later, economic activity resembling the one existing pre-COVID was set to return. Now, economically sensitive stocks that were timidly bought on undemanding valuation saw increased demand with more conviction as a rebound in top and bottom line numbers was made visible within a reasonable time horizon by the medical breakthrough. We have mentioned in the past that one of the key aspects of a Von Nelson approach is the ability to avoid return to the mean and lower returns through the flexibility of investing in attractive companies with independence of the style that those companies represent. We do not have to own traditionally growth companies when the returns are going to be substandard for those type of companies, and the same is valid for value companies. I think this explains a good part of why during the first three quarters of 2020, which showed a very strong return for the growth factor in our universe, our strategy was able to outperform. And when suddenly the market leadership changed and the value factor shows a strong run, we can also outperform as it happens during this quarter. As we always describe, we want idiosyncratic risk to drive our returns and we seek to minimize being whipped by risk factors, of which style is one of the more relevant. We have started rotating into more economically sensitive stocks in previous quarters, and that made the portfolio well positioned 
for the change that the vaccine news generated in market leadership. We continue to reposition the portfolio with the addition of five new names and the disposal of seven companies during the quarter. From a sector perspective, consumer discretionary was the sector that contributed the most to relative performance, despite a strong underallocation to it. The average of our stocks returned approximately 33% in the sector during the quarter, compared to less than 15% for the benchmark. Information technology detracted the most, with our stocks in the sector increasing on average less than 13%, compared to 18% for the benchmark. From a geographical perspective, Japan was the highest contributor to relative performance, driven by security selection. Our stocks in Japan returned on average approximately 14% for the quarter, compared to 8% for the benchmark names. The Netherlands detracted the most on a relative basis, with our stocks in that geography up 6% against around 28% for the benchmark. It is not unusual for us to have our companies as takeover targets. Financial or strategic buyers are attracted to the same qualities that makes us select these stocks. Takeovers are not so frequent in Japan, however, where cultural reasons limit the scope of the market for corporate control. It was interesting that one of our Japanese companies, Kennedy's a real estate player, was the target of a takeover. The trend towards better corporate governance in Japan has been promoted from the top down, but is getting more acceptance from stakeholders as years go by. This trend contains a promise of substantial value creation and we feel encouraged with it. A couple of macro events that were relevant during the quarter were the presidential elections in the US and a trade agreement between the United Kingdom and the European Union that places us near the end of the multi-year Brexit saga. The US presidential elections, complemented with the runoffs in the Senate races in Georgia at the beginning of January, determined a favorable political scenario in the US for fiscal stimulus something that affects our markets in terms of currency influence, market sentiment, and economic activity. The expected fiscal largesse scenario extends to our markets as well, where we expect to see in 2021 the positive effects of the mutualization of debt in the form of a large European Union stimulus, in addition to increased national deficits. Monetary policy is expected to be dovish in the EU, the UK, and Japan, providing a favorable background for equity performance. Even traditional bond vigilantes are either in silence or directly indicating the negative effects of shutting down too early the liquidity faucets. This liquidity has a hard time finding opportunities in most fixed income asset classes and in several equity asset classes. This is not the case for our asset class where the valuations are attractive and the perspectives are favorable. The UK-EU trade agreement eliminates an important risk factor as sentiment and economic activity would have been affected by trade barriers between those geographies. There is more bureaucracy now in the border, but the disruptions are de minimis compared to those of the alternative no-deal scenario. 
One thing to highlight in terms of the flexibility of our investment approach vis-a-vis -vis geographies is that four years ago, at the time of Brexit referendum, we were around 10% underweight in the UK. As the year ends, we are almost 10% overweight in that geography. The UK has been the biggest contributor to relative performance over the last 12 months, and we believe that the valuations are more attractive than those in the continent at this moment. In terms of macro risk for 2021, the main one is that monetary policy ceases to generate its current outcomes. If lack of confidence in fiat money determines that investors demand to be more richly compensated by sovereign borrowers, that can affect equity valuations. It is clear at this time also that inflation is picking up in the short term as energy prices recover to early last year's levels and hard and soft commodities are touching multi-year highs, helped among other things by the weakness of the US dollar. If markets conclude that this is not just a shorter phenomenon, interest rates may increase, something that most sovereign and many private borrowers are not ready to deal with. Geopolitical tensions are high, with the more visible emergence of distant blocks of USA and China-oriented supply chains in several sensitive verticals. For the time being, those tensions are affecting more directly larger companies than those in our universe. Overall, we look forward to 2021 with a cautious but optimistic view for our markets. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.